0: Welcome, Alludians to episode four of the All You Do internal podcast, a podcast created by eludians and for eludians I'm your host, Stephanie Briggs, but you can also call me STIRP. Let's kick things off with our segment, Simplicity for Your Ears, your top news to use. Aluto's 2022 performance and compensation annual cycle launches today, November 14th. You can expect to receive an email notification from performance underscore notifications at ADP.com. The self-review component is everyone's first step, and you can find your important dates and timelines in the program calendar on the intranet and in your inbox. You'll be receiving an email from Scott with more details. Please note, if you're concerned about these deadlines or competing business priorities, please reach out to your manager to discuss. We kicked off our Halloween and Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead celebrations with the 2022 Aludo Halloween Costume Contest, finally crowning our champion, Channel Account Manager, Christina Gonzalez. As Wednesday Adams, check out her amazing costume linked in the podcast description. Christina won a custom Aludo puffer jacket just in time for winter. You can pick one up for yourself in the Aludo Swag Store, also linked in the podcast description. Congratulations, Christina, and thanks again to everyone who participated. See all the fantastic costumes linked in the podcast description and on the Brand Battle Team's channel. Stay tuned. Our next Brand Battle competition will be announced later this week continuing our Aludo brand launch celebrations. We threw two more amazing parties last week in Hanau, Germany, and Gent, Belgium. It was wonderful to see everyone together again and to celebrate all you do. Thanks again to everyone who came out. All right, Aludians, we are moving into the best segment of this podcast, going beyond with all you do, employee stories. I'm thrilled to announce our next Aludian guest, principal designer and strategist, Paul Legomski.
1: Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Thank you so much, Paul. I look forward to it as well. Um, and I'm sure all the Eludians tuning in are also super excited to get to know you. Introduce where you're based out of and how long you have been with Eludo.
1: Given the fact that I've been with the company so long, I might uh, accidentally call it crawl. Certainly, it's Eludo now, right? I uh, kind of caught the bug, basically. I released my first product with um, the company. In 2002, I saw, you know, Bill Gates on stage presenting it, uh, you know, for a tablet PC. I've really, um, over time, uh, you know, on and off again, either through uh, initially co-op positions or through contract positions, and then eventually into full-time position. I've been working with Aludo uh, for, oh God, this is going to age me, over 20, 22. Twenty-one years now.
0: Aluto's doing something right in the direction that the company is is going, it sounds like. Because you keep coming on back, Ab- sticking around.
1: Absolutely. Um, and and what I've always appreciated is that um uh the company has always been a sort of like uh a bastion of um developing what the concept of user experience is. Like so if you can kind of like imagine, you know, down in the nineties, bring it up to the early two thousands, but um to, to really kind of be like a formative, uh, force basically, uh, when it comes to understanding the, the end users, um, and, and their, their needs and their wants and, uh, uh, and all their pain points and aspirations and dreams as well. We've always been, um, um, A sort of like a great representative and a steward of not just the you know the products and our users, but of the practice itself as well.
0: And I know we're going to dive into this a bit more um, later in the episode about the evolution of Aludo um, and your perspective on that. Can you let us all know where you are based out of, Paul?
1: That's a funny question because um, I you know sometimes I kind of have to uh, wake up and download a map into my head as to uh, where I am and get my bearings. The thing. I love about Aludo is that we've always been very much like a, a a person first organization. So currently, I'm based out of Toronto. I also you know travel to Ottawa quite regularly, and also to. Um, you know be with my mom in london you know, kind of like sit in front of my computer and get work done
0: definitely that digital nomad kind of lifestyle
1: yes. that we're seeing
0: and what aludo refers to as uh, as work 3 paul you're the principal designer and strategist at aludo what does a principal designer and strategist do why don't you let our aludian listeners know a little bit about your day to day and the things that you love most about your role
1: number 1 uh you know mentoring and and being the steward for uh, a, a sort of like center of excellence that we're building around design and experience at Aludo. It's also about understanding the sort of like the bird's eye view, the macro view, uh, and relating it back down to the sort of everyday of you know, the multiple ongoing projects that we have.
0: That does sound quite exciting um, and, and an very innovative role. Let's dive into your background a bit um, and and talk about your formal, kind of training and education around being an architect and other pieces of your career journey that you wanna to touch upon?
1: Aludo um, is really kind of close to my heart for multiple reasons. The first product I released was, you know, you know decades ago. What I always kind of get questioned by, uh, you know, my family is that, you know, you studied architecture. Why are you working with computers? Fundamentally, uh, experience is spatial. Uh, and it's temporal as well. We really kind of do engage things through space and time and texture, interaction, touching, hearing. I really did find a really quick translation uh, from architecture into tech. There's also always been a very long standing, intimate relationship between architecture and computers. I've been a computer geek for the longest time as well. I used to tinker with my Commodore 64 when I was a uh, a little weave hop, trying to make things and do things, but through the interface of a computer. We're not just making pixels, we're making experiences and spaces and times for people to do the things that they need to do whenever they need to do it, and that's what I find most compelling about me working with Aludo to make stuff that uh, other people can use at some point, or up a business, you know, feed their families, or to find creative expression.
0: That is very fascinating, Paul. Thank you for for sharing that. Let's talk a bit about the evolution that you've seen and experienced at Aludo because I think that's also pretty interesting. There's a lot of different types of um, employees who are at Aludo, right? Eludians who just joined our last episode. Yes. We had a new employee, Diana Lemire, customer success manager. Super passionate. She came from Salesforce to Eludo just a month ago. How have you seen Eludo evolve over the last two decades? And what excites you about Eludo today and about being an Eludian today?
1: I actually find the transformation of the company to be quite romantic in a way, in the classical sense. Number one, a de- diverse team that... Um, you know bring so much experience from so many diverse different places now that we have a new brand because i and i'm always going to pause here because i'm always trying to say Corel i still haven't shaken that bad habit to kind of really encapsulate what that entire end-to-end creative inspiration the delivery and you know production all these sorts of components together is what i find absolutely lovely that we finally embrace that in a single portfolio there are transformations that are still occurring. But I love the new vision of All You Do. This premise uh, of All You Do uh, is not just about the products we're selling or the portfolio we're trying to market. It's also about these employees and our teams and kind of embracing that same ethos inside of the way we ourselves do what we do, I hesitate to say like the kind of like rather callous term of like, you know, eating your own dog food, basically, but to understand what that context is in terms of our customers and in terms of ourselves as as a business, as a company, as a team.
0: Well, I do have a, a phrase that you might like to use that's better than eating your own dog food. And that phrase is drinking your own champagne. So that is one well- I've heard. <laughs> well, okay. As long as you're paying, that's all <laughs> right. And I do got to give you kudos, Paul, as um, a marketing professional myself. You've actually done a stellar job, uh, right now in this podcast, referring to Aludo as Aludo. And it's okay to absolutely look back and, and talk about your perspective being with Aludo for the last two decades, right? And I know. Um, it was not always a ludo. So you've been kudos to you, especially being um, you know, on the design team because in marketing, you're hundred percent right. That's something that we're our ears are always perked, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, yes.
0: Can you share your thoughts on what you believe the future of design and strategy hold for us? So
1: this is uh, can get a little bit complicated. As people, we kind of have certain things that we cling to or thought methodologies or, Premises and this sort of stuff that we, you know, use to engage our world. A ruler will draw a line, and that's just the way it is. But the point is how you start to engage the ruler. One of those adages I I really cling to is this: uh, it's a two by two matrix of time and space. Uh, but really, it's on the other axis, it's whether it's simultaneous or deferred, and we've started to kind of see how our communications, and our work really starting to break down of where the expectations around time and space are are necessary, whether that's having the same time, same space, on on a whiteboard together with the team, or whether that's, you know, comments that are left in other documents, you know, authored by other people over a different time zone. I am actually kind of uh, intrigued by... um, I don't want to talk about like, you know, AI or, you know, ML and this kind of stuff. But this idea of like automation and facilitation of how things that would have been kind of arduous before through either repetition or, uh, you know, broken tool sets and these sorts of things, um, how these are kind of getting facilitated now uh, through um you know, basis of like systems and standards and automated tools. Um, I think we have something interesting happening here, whether, you know, for better or for worse, uh, in the creative community as well, um, where you can ask a computer to generate you an image now. Uh, and what does that mean? What does it actually mean? Is it is it generative in the sense that, the job is done, or is it generative in the sense that it ignites that creative spirit that we have?
0: To wrap things up, I know that you stated that you call yourself a pragmatic dreamer, and I (laughs) thought that was pretty interesting. Can you elaborate on that, on being a pragmatic dreamer, and what does that mean to you?
1: I'm somewhat obsessed with uh, conundrums and paradoxes and that kind of stuff, you know, puzzles that can't be solved. What I am most concerned by is getting things done but realizing that that we have practical concerns. I mean fundamentally we're in business and we need to make money fundamentally but then there's also this idea that like uh, if we're just you know being reactive and responding only to these kind of like uh, practical concerns through a, a pragmatic lens then we don't really get to envision the future or what could be right? And, and hence the dreamer. We need to somehow uh, rationalize or um, ex- expand even uh, this idea that we are in business, we're doing things, we have structures, and we need to get something out. On the flip side is this idea of dreaming, where you can envision futures that could be as long as you craft the system around it. I've always been a big fan of like this three horizons methodology. I mean, the fundamental kind of point here is, you know, horizon one is like, you know, stuff you will get done and need to get done. Two is the intermediate and... Horizon 3, you basically kind of consider you'll never get there, but it's something you kind of drive toward as a dream, but practically, because otherwise you'll oversteer or otherwise you'll under-design. What I find um, instills the most pride in me is seeing people that build businesses and feed their families based on the products we make. We are tool makers, and if we give other people tools, um, it helps them to make even cooler thing. That to me is the most rewarding structure uh, of this balance between dreaming and pragmatism. It
0: has been just amazing to talk to you as such an inspiration. And I, and I really love the way that you talk about your role at Aludo. You truly are able to express your purpose in the world. And I think that's really admirable and inspiring. So thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing sir it's
1: been a great chat thank you so much for having me uh, i do appreciate your time
0: thank you for tuning in to the internal all you do podcast links are available from today's episode in the podcast description want to be the next Eludian guest on the all you do internal podcast email younger at eludo.com the email is also linked in the podcast description until next time Eludians, thank you for all you do